What's up, everyone? You're listening to the West Coast Bible Teacher, the show where we are teaching the Word of God one podcast at a time. And it's time for another quick exegetical exploration through a key passage of the Bible. This is something that I'm doing now on a sporadic but consistent basis, in addition to our regular verse-by-verse study every Friday. These are 10- to 15-minute Bible studies, where we exposit a passage of Scripture and focus in on how it can apply to our everyday lives. And today we're going to be taking a look at Philippians 4, verses 6-7. through And I'll be reading this in the New International Version of the Bible. Paul writes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There are some people who struggle with anxiety more than others. Not everyone will have a habitual struggle with worry or fear. However, each one of us will occasionally experience anxiety from time to time. Anxiety is not completely unavoidable. And that is because there are certain anxiety-inducing situations in life that are completely unavoidable. An anxiety-inducing situation is a situation where you are faced with a problem head-on, and you are uncertain as to what the outcome of the problem will be. But often you can discern that the outcome of your problem may be a potentially dangerous outcome, a negative outcome. An example of an anxiety-inducing situation would be a father or husband who has to confront a disruptive neighbor. Maybe the person lives next door to you, and you know that this neighbor of yours is behaving very inappropriately and recklessly, perhaps. He's playing the music real loud at night. He's letting his dogs go loose onto your property. And he doesn't seem to care at all. Maybe he's given you dirty looks in the past, or he's ignored you when you've asked him to uh, turn his music down, or come get his dogs that are on your property. So as a husband and as a father, you know that you're going to have to confront this neighbor of yours about his behavior. However, you're feeling a little bit anxious about it, because you know that the outcome of this situation, the outcome of this problem, might be ugly. Your neighbor probably won't take it very well when you confront him. He might get very angry with you. He might rail at you. It may and probably will get heated. So you're no doubt anxious about this confrontation. You're thinking about it while 
you're in bed the night before. That's an anxiety-inducing situation. Anxiety-inducing situations come in many shapes and sizes. But at the beginning of this passage, we read, "Do not be anxious about anything." So this pertains to any problems that might come your way, both big and small. Now, at the time of the Apostle Paul writing this, the problems that the church at Philippi were facing were anything but small. Commentators note that the Philippians were undergoing intense persecution from various camps of people. Paul himself was writing his letter to them from prison, for he had been thrown into prison for his dedication to spreading God's word. In fact, it was very possible that Paul would soon be executed for his dedication to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yet Paul wasn't worried, and he was encouraging the Philippians to not be worried. He says in verse six. That with every situation we must come before the Lord in prayer, but we must do so with thanksgiving. The word used here for thanksgiving is eucharistius in the Greek text, and it implies being grateful for past mercies. So when we're coming before the Lord to pray about a problem that we're facing, we first got to give thanks to Him. And we should be thanking him for all of the many times that he's delivered us from difficult problems in the past. You're coming before God to ask him to help you with something that you're dealing with in the present, but you first need to thank him for helping you handle what you dealt with in the past. Think back to a time when you were in a real dangerous situation, an anxiety-ridden circumstance, but you got out of it. Somehow you came out without a scratch; the problem went away. That was God delivering you out of your situation. Whether or not you knew it at the time, God is the one who rescued you when things seemed hopeless. So the next time you're faced with a challenging situation, an anxiety-inducing situation, make sure you think back and remember that other time. Or other times in the past, when you were up against something, but God delivered you. Then go before the Lord in prayer to pray about the situation you're dealing with in the present. But start the prayer with thanking God for helping you in the past. Paul says in verse seven that those who do this shall receive the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Other translations call it the peace that surpasses all understanding. What is this peace that surpasses all understanding? Growing up, before I learned the importance of a good biblical exegesis, I always heard pastors talk about the peace that surpasses all understanding, and I thought that it was some supernatural wave of tranquility. That came upon us if we simply prayed for it, you know. But much later on, I learned that in order to properly interpret most Bible verses, you got to first look at the scriptures that come before it, and then after it, 
That way you get the full context of the verse. You see, the peace that surpasses all understanding comes after we have given our situation over to the Lord, knowing that He's helped us with trials in the past, which is why we gave thanks, and knowing that He'll help us with this situation that we're dealing with in the present. The peace of God will rule in our hearts and minds, as Paul writes, when we come to this full realization that God has our situation under control. Just as God had all my situations in the past under control, I can have peace knowing that God has this current situation under control. Now, God having my situation under control, does that mean that I'll get my prayer answered exactly the way I want it to? No, not necessarily. Does that mean that the outcome of my situation won't be painful at all for me? No, not necessarily. Then what does it mean? That God has my situation under control. It means that God will work out all things together for good for those who love Him and for those who are called according to His purpose. Paul wrote that in the book of Romans. And we need to have faith in that. If we bring our situation before God's throne, we have to have faith that He will work out our situation for good. There are many times when He will deliver you completely out of the problem that you might be facing. But there are other times when He might allow the problem to go on. And He might allow the end result of the problem to be messy. It might get ugly. You might get fired from your job, perhaps, over some workplace nonsense that wasn't even your fault. However, the Lord will then use that to lead you to an opportunity to find a new and even better job position. God will work out all things together for our good. We need to trust Him so that the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will rule in our hearts and in our minds in Christ Jesus. All right, well, this has been the West Coast Bible Teacher, everyone. Please subscribe to the show if you haven't already, and I would encourage you to share this particular podcast episode with someone who you believe may be blessed by it. Check out my website, westcoastbibleteacher.com, to quickly access past episodes, and also to check out my contact page. I'd love to hear from you. So God bless, and I'll see you soon.